your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, December 14th, 2020. Not coming off of a victory, instead of an embarrassing loss at Allegiant Stadium by hands of the Colts. 44 to 27 was the final score, and I don't even think it was that close. It was uh, it was really ugly. It unraveled and got real ugly at the end. But either way, uh, the Raiders take a big L, and their overall season record drops to seven and six. And oh, by the way, only two and four at home. Two and four. Remember the Death Star where opponents' dreams come to die? Not so much in 2020. And I know things will change when there's fans in the stands, but two and four at home, your first season there in Vegas, not a good look for the Raiders. And what they put on the field on Sunday was not a good look either. We'll get all into the the game, how it broke down, how it shook out, uh, what the team needs to do to rebound. We'll get into all that coming up on today's show. Before I get into that, though, I want to tell you about the title sponsor, which is Pepsi. And thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. Instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league. That's the League of Football Watchers. This football season has been different. Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch it. Uh, I had a decision to make on Sunday. What kind of jersey was I going to put out there? Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs. I rolled with your boy Q jersey, and clearly that didn't get it done, so I got to find a new way to watch the games for the final three games of the season starting this Thursday against the Chargers. But Pepsi's a refreshment. You need to power through any game day. Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. And make sure you go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. So coming up on today's show in segment number three, I got your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Got a ton of them. Not going to get to all of them, but I got a ton of them. Please believe that. Lots of texts, lots of calls, a lot of people very, very angry. And you'll hear that coming up in segment number three. Again, the number 707-654-4693. And clearly the Achilles heel for the Raiders. I mean, there's issues amongst the team. It's not just one area of the team, but the one big, big issue that the Raiders have clearly is the defensive effort and the defensive effort that they've had the last two weeks now one against the Jets and then this game against the Colts is just really unacceptable especially when you know what you're playing for you got so much on the line so just going to talk about the defense talk about how I think it gets better if I think it gets better and do the Raiders even have the players to help get that defense where it needs to be we'll talk all things defense coming up in segment number two here in segment number one I'll go through a bunch of numbers uh, that led to the 44-27 debacle of the Raiders not to mention you'll hear a little bit from John Gruden his post game media session and uh, just a little bit more so let's go ahead and jump right into it let's get to the numbers part of this game so the Raiders lose 44-27 dropping their season record to 7-6 and on the year and again a game that I felt like they really needed to have for their playoff hopes feels like it's really really dashed now and I know mathematically they are not out of the playoffs yet but I'll tell you right now what I've seen the last two weeks from the the game against the Jets and the game against the the Colts is not a playoff team anyway especially the defense they've got to be able to come up and do something they didn't do anything the Colts had 212 yards rushing 
212 yards rushing. That was a week after the Jets put up 200 yards on the ground. I mean, that's terrible to give up that many yards on the ground. Taylor had 150 yards on 20 carries, and Hines had 58 yards on 7 carries. Phillip Rivers, 19 for 28, 244 yards, 2 touchdowns. He wasn't even touched on Sunday. If he was touched, it might have been once or twice at the most. I mean, he, he, there was nobody. I didn't see Max Crosby nowhere near him. Cleve Farrell left the game early with a shoulder injury. Uh, I didn't see anybody. I didn't see Vic Beasley near, uh, near him. I didn't see any Raider defender anywhere near Phillip Rivers. I think, like I said, I think he might have got hit once, twice at the most. But for the most part, he had a very clean pocket and was able to do anything he wanted throughout the course of the game. Uh, the Colts caused three turnovers. There was two interceptions. One was just a great one-handed play. Uh, you can't even get mad at that one. Uh, that was on a Derek Carr pass that probably should have been a little bit deeper into the end zone if it was. Darren Waller probably comes up with the, the touchdown catch. Instead, uh, the, the Colts defender just goes up and makes it just unbelievable one-handed catch. So can't get mad at that. And the other one was a tip ball off of Jalen Richard's hands that ended up being a pick six for the Colts. So that was two of the turnovers. Then the other turnover was a very unexpected one. Hunter Renfro actually put one on the ground, fumbled. That was very uncharacteristic of Hunter, but it did happen so those were the three turnovers that the Colts had uh, as far as the Raiders and their numbers go not that it really matters because the, the only number that mattered for the Raiders was 27 which was their score obviously it was not enough to get the game to win the game Derek Carr 31 for 45 316 yards two TDs those two interceptions that I talked about a uh, decent game for Derek Carr it's not the game he wanted obviously uh, wanted to get into the red zone to score more touchdowns than the Raiders did that was one of the big problems they would get down there they did really well between the the, the 20s I thought the offense did fine between the 20s. You know, they were able to move the ball. But when they got into the red zone, they weren't able to cash in every time. And unfortunately for the Raiders, they had to cash in with touchdowns every time because, well, the Colts' offense could not be stopped. The defense was doing nothing. So uh, the Raiders, anytime they had to kick a field goal, that was basically them losing. They, they, they would cause themselves to lose by not being able to get into the end zone. Again, that's not something that a team should have to do every single time. But uh, with the defense playing the way that the Raiders' defense did, they needed touchdowns every single time they touched the ball. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he made his return to the lineup, 13 carries, 49 yards. Uh, not a big game for him on the ground. He also had three catches for 25 yards, so just about a 75-yard day, day for Josh Jacobs, which was okay. He wasn't 100% healthy, obviously, but he still went in there and did what he could do. Nelson Aguilar, five catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. He had a good game. I thought it was going to be a good opportunity for him to have a really big game. Figured that the, the Colts would really be paying attention to Darren Waller a lot and uh, you know Nelly was able to get open early uh, but then later on in the game it really kind of clamped down on him so uh, five catches 100 yards and a touchdown for Aguilar uh, Darren Waller seven catches 75 yards again that interception that Derek Carr threw that very first one was a, a touchdown throw to Waller if it was just a little bit deeper in the end zone he runs under it and he would make that catch in my opinion but uh, it just didn't happen Foster Moreau the other tight end uh, one catch 47 yards and a touchdown it was a nice nice little catch for him so I could appreciate him being back and then Hunter Renfro, like I mentioned, had a fumble that was very uncharacteristic. Uh, and now the Raiders lead the league with 13 fumbles in 2020. Now I quickly want to get into John Gruden's media session he had following the game, following the 42-27 loss to the Colts. Uh, he came out with his opening statement. I'm not going to give you all the sound bites. Uh, you can go listen to the whole thing on Raiders.com. You can check it out on their Periscope, their YouTube page, either way. But uh, here's John Gruden's opening statement as he opened up his uh, his postgame presser. Okay, I'll uh, answer any questions that I can at... Uh wasn't good enough today. Defensively, we had no answer. Um, you can't give up that many yards rushing and, and not get to the quarterback and then lose the turn over mar mar margin and expect to win in this league. But uh, 
I'll be happy to answer any questions that I can. Defense, they had no answer. Cannot not get to the quarterback. Cannot create no turnovers. I mean, that the recipe that the Raiders set up for themselves on Sunday was absolutely a recipe to lose the game, and that is what they did. So John was asked about the confidence he has in his team that they could turn things around in the last three games. And, and remember, the first game of the last three is this Thursday against the Chargers. So it's a very short week for the Raiders. Well, obviously, we only have a few days left. We're running out of time, running out of players. Farrell went down again today early. Um, I don't want to make any excuses. Abram went down. Jeff Heath's not here. We miss Arnett. We miss a lot of players. But um, we got stuck on some blocks. Uh, we misfit some runs. And uh, we paid for it big time. But uh, we had no answer today, and uh, we better find some answers. And, and as soon as I'm done here, we'll start searching. So that's not the first time you heard John Gruden say, as soon as I'm done here, we're going to start searching. Uh, he did that weeks ago when the defense was a major, major issue, and that led to a lot of speculation that Paul Gunther was going to get fired, but he did not. And I still don't believe that Paul Gunther is going to get fired. Now, I saw someone put out a, a fake, a fake uh, Vic Tafer tweet, uh, Twitter account, and then it said that, uh, you know, John Gruden says that Paul Gunther has been relieved of his duties, uh, you know, effective immediately, but that was, like I said, a fake uh, Vic Tafer account. So clearly Raider Nation is ready for Paul Gunther to be out of there as defensive coordinator. But we'll talk about that more in uh, segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Uh, John Gruden was also asked about his team's mentality. What does it need to be for the final three games if they're going to make a playoff push? Interesting answer right here. We got a short week. We got uh, we got to find some uh, players that are healthy. We got to make some some real improvements, and uh, we got to get ready for the Chargers. We can't worry about the playoffs and who's winning and losing around the league. We got to take care of our business. Uh, I don't want to hear any more playoff questions. We got to take care of our business, try to find a way to win our eighth football game. He don't want to hear about no playoffs. That playoff conversation, he, he wants that out the door. He's just trying to win the eighth game. And I can respect that, you know, uh, just trying to win one week at a time, try to be 1-0 in the week. But ultimately, man, we all know that the goal is to get to the playoffs. We all know that that was the goal under uh, John Gruden year three. And, and he should know that that's the goal. And he does. He just doesn't want to talk about it because they've let multiple opportunities out the door. You know, the, the game against the Patriots early in the season. Obviously, the game against the Falcons. Obviously, Sunday against the Colts. But there's multiple games that they let uh, chances slip away where if the results are different, then they're definitely uh, firm in, in, in right there in the running, you know, right there in the driver's seat as far as the playoffs goes. So as much as he doesn't want to hear it, uh, he, he needs to hear it because that should be the expectations for the Raiders in 2020. But again, right now, it's basically on life support. So uh, the next question was about uh, the guys that came back. John Gruden was asked about Trent Brown returning, Josh Jacobs returning, Jonathan Abram returning. What did he think and see from those guys? Yeah, I thought Trent was a difference maker. He played great. I thought the pocket was clean. I thought we did a good job moving the ball. I don't know how many times we punted. I know it got um, a little helter-skelter at the end. We turned the ball over and Couple red uh, red zone plays. They made a great play down there, number twenty three. I can't tell you how impressive that was, but it's good to have Trent back. Josh is uh, a difference maker for us, running uh, and receiving, and I think he's getting close to to being the Jacobs that we all know. But Abram, you know, he uh, he has some flashes. He, he also has some plays that he's got to clean up. 
obviously. That is a major, major key right there. Jonathan Abram, I know a lot of Raider Nation loves him, but he is a guy that is he like giveth and he taketh away. You know what I'm saying? He'll come out there and he'll have a really good play, and then all of a sudden he'll have five or six bad plays. And on Sunday, he had a lot of bad plays. Jonathan Abram did not have a very good game on Sunday at all. And and again, I know everyone sees the number 24. They, see, they hear his attitude, the way he talks trash. They see him flying around the field, but I'm not convinced right now that he's going to be a, a stud safety in the league like a lot of people believe he is. Now, I know, again, he's had moments where all of us have said, oh, wow, yeah, that's something. And I know I've said that myself, but he's had more times where it's like he's just not been very good and very disciplined. So Jonathan Abram has a long way to go. And this is like the second media session now that John Gruden has has specifically said something about Jonathan Abram and the fact that he needs to get better and he needs to do that quick fast and in a hurry uh a couple more questions real quick a couple more sound bites and then we'll get into segment number two of today's locked on Raiders podcast uh John Gruden was asked if he was surprised that the Raiders couldn't run the ball better something that they've been attempting to do the past few weeks and getting Josh Jacobs back was a good thing but still was never able to get that run game going the way he wanted it it's a top five defense you know I really like what we did offensively I thought we moved the ball I think the turnover in the first half the kid made a great play um you know, they're a good defense. You can ask DeForest Buckner and Autry and the guys, of Leonard and the players that they have. We had some good runs. We just couldn't stay with it. You know, we, we, we were in a situation where we had to score a touchdown every time we had the ball, it seemed. And uh, it's hard to establish a run in those circumstances. Yeah, there was moments where the run game was, was good. Josh Jacobs, you see a burst here. You see a burst there. You see Devontae Booker with a burst here, a burst there. It just wasn't enough. It wasn't consistent enough. And at some point, then the Raiders had to go away from the run game completely. And you see Derek Carr threw the ball 45 times. So you know how it usually ends when Derek Carr has to throw the rock as many times as he did on Sunday. Uh, the final soundbite I want you to hear from John Gruden is about if he thinks about staying on the field and going for touchdowns when they're in the red zone instead of kicking the field goals, uh, especially when he sees the Colts so easily going up and down the field as the Raiders couldn't stop him. So when he got down there, did he think, hey, you know what, maybe we should just go for this instead of kick these field goals? Oh, yeah, you know, you get to the point where you second-guess everything you're doing offensively every time you punt. Um, you know, it's tough right now, but you have to stay, uh, you have to stay confident that your players are going to put it together like they did in Kansas City. We struggled on the first half in Arrowhead. We found a way to make some plays in the second half. Uh, but when you can make it a one-possession game, uh, you got to trust your defense. To be a championship team and a playoff team, you have to be a good football team in all three phases. And uh, that's my answer to that question. I hope it, it, it solves uh it solves your curiosity, Jerry. So obviously Jerry McDonald's the one who asked that question, but there was John Gruden's thoughts. And I'm not going to lie, a couple times when they were in the red zone, they settled for field goals. I thought, well, maybe they should go for it on fourth down. But then again, when they did that, they were still only a, a, like a one-score game. So, you know, you're hoping that the defense could come up with just one stop. Remember on Friday, that's all I really asked for. Come up with a stop here and a stop there. Make the Colts kick a field goal here or a field goal there. And then, hey, let the offense do the rest. That's all I asked for. So I was thinking, okay, now they're only down seven. Maybe the uh, may just maybe the Colts will uh, have to kick a, uh, or punt, or maybe they won't uh, be able to to you know get on the board. Maybe it'll be a three and out. 
But instead, it just wasn't able to. The, the, the defense was just terrible and wasn't able to stop anything. Hell, I could have ran for 100 yards, I feel like, against the Raiders' defense on Sunday. They were just that stinking bad. So to close out our, our segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, uh, I want to give you a couple of Josh DeBow stats. And you know he's from the AP, and he always puts out mostly negative stats about the Raiders. Well, this definitely is negative stats about the Raiders, and it's going to lead us right into segment number two, talking about the embarrassing defensive effort that the Raiders put out there on Sunday when they had to have it. Uh, he put, the Raiders allowed 30-plus points for the eighth time this season, tied for the second most in franchise history. They did it nine times in 2004 and eight in 1960, 2014, and 2018. Also, he put out, the Raiders have allowed 40-plus points nine times since Gruden returned in 2018. They allowed 40-plus points nine times in the nine seasons before that. So, uh, John Gruden and uh, the defense that uh, his buddy Paul Gunther has put together since he's been back in 2018 has not been good, giving up 40-plus points nine times since 2018. Go ahead and let that sink in while we uh, we move on to segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast as we get ready to talk about the embarrassing defensive effort when the Raiders needed to have it the most. Oh, wait, hold on. Before we get into that, though, just got the notification, just got the tweet, just got the text. Paul Gunther's been fired. So there you go. I guess we're going to be reversing courses in segment number two and talk about the effect of Paul Gunther being fired or what led to Paul Gunther being fired. But, oh, wow, man. Yeah, the Raiders just tweeted out. This is how things happen sometimes, man. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Like I said, the Raiders tweeted out, the Raiders have relieved Paul Gunther of his duties as defensive coordinator. Defensive line coach Rob Marinelli will serve as interim defensive coordinator for the remainder of the 2020 season. Well, all right, let's talk about that. That's coming up next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this Monday, December 14, 2020. Your boy Q, and it's so funny, man. It's so funny. I want to talk about the defense and how it was just a terrible performance on Sunday, how they gave up over 200 yards on the ground to the Colts, how they didn't even get close to Phillip Rivers, how they really don't have any alpha dog on the defense, and I still believe they don't have an alpha dog on the defense. And yeah, there's a possibility of them firing Paul Gunther, but I figured they wouldn't fire Paul Gunther until after the season. Then lo and behold, uh, as I'm pretty much wrapping up the podcast uh, for the day, I, uh, I I realize I get the tweet and I get the uh, update from the Raiders that they have relieved Paul Gunther of his duties as defensive coordinator. Defensive line coach Rob Marinelli will serve as the interim defensive coordinator for the remainder of the 2020 season, uh, which is obviously three games, and it's uh, the first game is up on Thursday against the Chargers. And so let's get into the conversation about the defense. Now that what everybody wanted to have happen, which is Paul Gunther get fired, he's fired. Okay, so now what? What's your plan? Rob Marinelli, he's going to be the interim defensive coordinator okay there's only three games left in the season and I would say because he has the experience of being a defensive coordinator that makes sense but what has the defensive line done so far for the Raiders in 2020 how many sacks have they generated how much have they done as far as stopping the run how how effective has the defensive line been it hasn't been very good and everyone knew going into this season that there was a chance that Paul Gunther got fired in the season Rod Marinelli would take over because he has been a defensive coordinator. But again, and I was excited about him going to the Raiders. I thought him uh, being the D-line coach would really help them out and really help improve them. But as you see, they're not improved and they're not looking good. I mean, when's the last time you saw Max Crosby around the quarterback? I'll wait. You know what I mean? It's been a long, long time since the Raiders have, have had, uh, you know, consistent pass rush all the time, and they, they're just not getting it. So I ask you, Rod Marinelli taking over the last three games, is that just 
for sake of, well, look, we did something, or is this, look, we did something, and it's going to make a difference? Because I want to see something that makes a difference. I don't want a guy to get fired just to get fired. And, look, I already know it's already done. Paul Gunther's already gone. But that it's just the, the, the thing is, like, what is that going to prove? Is that all of a sudden on, on Thursday when they play the Chargers, is that going to re-energize this defense, and the defense is going to go out there and ball out of control? Or is it just, this, again, like I said, to say, hey, we did something. You know, I, I challenge you to tell me who on this Raiders defense is a guy that opposing op- offenses have to prepare for, that they have to really get up for and say, hey, uh, this guy can wreck the offense if you let him get loose. Where is the DeForest Buckner? Where is the Darius Leonard? Where is the Justin Houston? You know, I mean, they just don't have those guys. Max Crosby is a good player. He really is. Trayvon Mullen, I like him a lot. Anyone who's been listening to the show for a long time knows I'm a big Trayvon Mullen fan. But I think he's more ra- Robin than Batman. I just don't see a Batman in him. I think he's a good, a really good number two corner. Can Damon Arnett be a number one corner? Who knows? He can't stay on the field right now. He's, he's not healthy. Uh, a lot of times he's missing, missing action, and, and you know that the best ability is availability. And right now, Damon Arnett, his rookie year, hasn't been very available. Jonathan Abram on the back end, he's a guy that you know everyone gets excited about. All the Raider Nation gets fired up about. He's going to be the dude. Oh, he's wearing 24, man. He's going to be the next great number 24 in the secondary. And he really is not living up to it, and I know he's still young. He's still, he's still a new booty, basically, you know, a rookie in the league, even though it's his second year. He's just not making enough plays. He'll make a play here and there, and then all of a sudden there'll be five or six plays that you're scratching your head and wondering, where the hell did Jonathan Abram do? I mean, you go up and down that Raiders defense, who is the difference maker? Who is the guy? Corey Littleton? No, he was paid to be a difference maker, but he's not. he hasn't been that guy. Nick Wachowski? He's been a good player. I like him. But he's not, he's not just a difference maker. He's not like a, a, a Darius Leonard. He's just not that guy where you think he could be like defensive player of the year. You know what I mean? He, he, he's not. Really good, but just not that dude. You know, and I just don't, I don't see the guys. I don't see the one that, that gets an opposing offense and gets them worried, and they have to scheme up how to stop that guy from wrecking their offense. That's what the Raiders need, man. That's what they ultimately need. And look, I don't have any problem with them firing Paul Gunther. I mean, he's been with the Raiders since 2018. Uh, I gave you the numbers earlier, the Josh DuBose stat of how bad the defense has been since he's been there in 2018. I don't have any problem with that, but I hope it's, it's with a purpose. And I hope that the Raiders continue to address the defense and don't think that they got a enough players to get it done defensively where they're going to go and all of a sudden be, you know, top, top 10, top 12 defense, because I don't see it. I just don't see it. I think they're too young. I don't think that they're, they're ready for the big stage yet. I mean, even look at the guys that they, they have there that a lot of rare nations fired up about like Damon Arnett. I think he could be a good player, but you just haven't seen it. Uh, Isaiah Johnson, haven't seen enough of it, right? He's been in and out and, and in and out. And so you don't really get to see it. Amik Robertson, you can see he's clearly not ready for the, the big stage yet. I mean, and, and the Raiders know that that's why they've hardly ever put him out there. I mean, there's not that many guys out there that are just the dude, LaMarcus Joyner. They went and dipped into free agency and got LaMarcus Joyner a couple seasons ago. And he hasn't been very good. You know, free agency hasn't done well for him. Carl Nassib, he's been a healthy scratch the last two weeks. And he's getting paid a lot of money to be a healthy scratch. So what does that tell you? You know, obviously Jeff Heath, he wasn't even out there because he had a concussion on on Sunday, but he's leading the team in interceptions. You know, and then you got Eric Harris, and he's not very good. I mean, there's I mean, he's okay. He gives a lot of effort, but he's just not a guy. He's not he's not a real deal player. I think that this Raiders defense still needs to be addressed as far as the talent on the team. There's a lot of teams across the league that have really good defense. And if you look at them, you see they have dudes that can go out there and make plays. I don't see the playmakers on the Raiders team. I just don't. 
Nobody got close to Phillip Rivers. Nobody created a turnover. Nobody could stop the run. Uh, Clee Farrell is a nice player. Uh, he got banged up on Sunday. He's not He's not the difference maker either. He's just a good, consistent player. You know what I mean? But again, you don't have a great player. You don't have that over-the-top, real-deal guy yet. And so whatever Rod Marinelli is going to do for the last three weeks, again, that's in the interim. So who are you going to go get? Who, who's the guy that John Gruden has his eye on as far as, okay, this could be the next defensive coordinator? Is it Wade Phillips? If it is, then you're changing your defense to a 3-4. Is it Greg Williams? If it is, well, then you know that you're going to be blitzing a lot. And, and well, you, Raider Nation, you saw what happens when you blitz a lot. <laughs> you get burned. And Greg Williams made a bad call. He's been a defensive coordinator in the league for a long time. He is well-respected. But is that the guy that you're going to go get? Matt Patricia, he's been relieved of his duties in, in Detroit with the Lions. He was a D.C. with the, the Patriots. I don't think – I'm not sold on him as being that good, but whatever. I mean, those are just a couple of the names that are out there available, but – Who's going to all of a sudden be an automatic upgrade to this defense is, is what I don't know. And I don't know what the Raiders are going to have to do in the offseason to upgrade it. Uh, again, I would say they go out and spend money in free agency, but you know the salary cap's going down in 2020, so they're not going to probably have a lot of money. They're actually going to have to make a couple tough decisions on guys that they want to even bring back. You know, And then again, like I said, free agency hasn't been very nice to them. Then you got to go in the, into the draft and get some guys, and well, you know, you got to make sure you get the right guys. I'll say right now, and I've said it before, and people got on my helmet tough for, for saying that this draft this year in 2020 has not looked anything as, as good as the draft in 2019 that, that uh, Mike Mayock and John Gruden were able to put together. This 2020 draft has really been a lot of miss. You know, there's hit and miss, but there's a lot of miss. So one of the major problems that the Raiders have on the defensive side of the ball is talent. Now, again, you got to have the effort as well when you have the talent. You know, when you have these guys, they got to go out there and give it at their all. And I think that's really why Paul Gunther ended up getting fired on Sunday is just for the fact that, you know, there's so much on the line. You have the playoffs right there in front of you. All you got to do is go out there and win. Win, do your job, you know, handle your business, and you get a victory. The Colts are a good team, don't get me wrong, but they're not a 44-27. And, again, the score wasn't even that close. But they're not that that good where, where they should have just got that, you know, just – took that victory from the Raiders just like that, going to your home and, and, and snatched that victory from you that easily. They're not that good. The Raiders just didn't have any resistance whatsoever. So that's that's really the reason why uh, Paul Gunther got fired. And, and you heard John Gruden in his uh, media session say, I'm going to go take care of it immediately after uh, after I'm done here with you guys. And, you know, he said that earlier in the year and him and Paul Gunther got into the lab and started working on something to try to make that defense better. Well, apparently, I guess that was the, the final straw. And if he had to have that kind of come to Jesus meeting again, it was okay, you're going to be fired because ultimately Paul Gunther was out. So, uh, yeah, it was just it happened quicker than I expected it to happen. I really didn't think it was going to happen until after the season, if it happened at all. Uh, but John Gruden, apparently, after the loss to the Colts, had enough and decided, Paul Gunther, you are out of here. So Rob Marinelli takes over for the last three weeks. I'm interested to see what he'll do, uh, if anything, if anything changes for the next three weeks or if he's just a placeholder. Gut feeling tells me he's just a placeholder. And I hate to say that because I like Rod Marinelli a lot, but that's just kind of where I'm at with that. So uh, that's all I got for you for this segment. Would love to hear from you. Uh, would love to hear this. Uh, this uh, I got this question I'd love to ask you, uh, and I've kind of said it throughout the, the segment as well. You know, who is who is the Batmans on the defense? Who are the guys that that uh, opposing defense or opposing offense has to game plan for? Who do they have to get prepared for? If you had to pick one guy on the Raiders defense to start another defense with, who would it be? Trayvon Mullen or Max Crosby will probably be the answers that are given. But both of those guys, in my opinion, are Robins and not Batmans. But I'd love to hear from you your thoughts, 
888-346-9643. Matter of fact, your thoughts are coming up in segment number three of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about Built Bar. I've been telling you about Built Bar for a long time. It's a protein bar that tastes really Really good. It's got 18 great flavors, 12 OG flavors like coconut almond, German chocolate, mint brownie, salted caramel, orange, coconut. But then it's got six brand new flavors, six new and improved flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisps. Those are some really, really good flavors, 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. I like to put mine in the fridge, but you don't have to. You can just put it in the pantry and then boom, when you're ready to go, grab it and uh, take it on the run and eat it. And it's, again, really good. It's great for the health conscious man or woman. Uh, You can lose or maintain weight while enjoying a great, delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein and high fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. Uh, Right now, go to BuiltBar.com and check out all the different flavors, all the different specials they have. They have boxes that you can put together. You don't have to get just one flavor or two flavors. You can get like three or four flavors all put in one box. Either way, they can customize it the way you want it. So whatever your liking is, they got you covered. BuiltBar.com is the website. Promo code is locked on while you're there. You'll get 20% off your order. That's BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Segment number three is on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your time to shine your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Raider Mike. He's calling in to talk about the game, the effort put in, the lack of effort put in, and uh, why the Raiders are falling short of expectations. Here he is, Raider Mike. What's up, Q? Raider Mike. What's up, Raider Nation? Um, man, I'm going to put it this way. I'm going to make it short and simple, man. This don't make no sense, man. Something on the line, man. There's a game that's on the line that we, it's, a, it's a must win for us. What do we do most years since 2003? If we even have the chance, we mess it up. But then we have, you know, fans from all over the world, you know, that say, okay, you know, it's just a game, or be patient, or it's injuries, it's the coaching. Man, it's almost, it seems like the, the players, I feel like sometimes the players aren't the problem. It, it may be the coaching, but, man, when is it going to turn around? Since 2003, the last time we were good, I was in elementary school, and I'm 28 years old. Like, this is getting ridiculous for, for not just me, but for every other fan. We always need a team to help us out. We always need the last week of the season to even even have a sniff at the playoffs, and we screw it up every single time. And I understand the Colts are a very good team, but they were beatable. But you know what? We weren't prepared. We looked prepared at first, but we looked like we got outcoached. It's just like, man, when 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 will things change? And, I'm, and like I said, I'm just betting, man. It's, it gets it's irritating, man, because this team is better than they are. And right now, I'm gonna say it straight up to everybody. I'm on. The, I'm fire Paul Gunther. Please fire Paul Gunther. Man, I, I am so tired of him, man. Uh, I feel like the defense could be a lot better without him. You can't tell me the 11 players on that defense are that bad. They're not that bad. We need consistency from top to bottom, and we don't have that. We get consistency from the offense one week, defense one week, and then it's vice versa the next week. It's like, when will things change? It never does. 
But, you know, man, at the end of the day, it's, it's still Raider Nation, regardless of win or loss, man. But, you know, when, when the consistency comes in from, from all sides, and we start winning some, we start consistently winning games, then games like this won't hurt as much as they always have been because we've been losing like this for so long. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, man, respect you, Q. I still catch up on the show. You know, much respect to all Raider Nation. Uh, it's, it's all love either way, no matter different opinions, same love. I'm out. Raider Mike out. Raider Mike, thanks for the call, my man. And, you know, Fire Paul Gunther is what you wanted. It happened. <laughs> you know, again, I still go back to I don't think there's a real deal alpha dog player on that defense. Uh, I like Trayvon Mullen a lot. I like Max Crosby a lot. I think they're good number twos. I see a lot of Robins on the teams and no Batman. But, uh, again, uh, you know, if, as long as the Raiders have a plan, now that they've made a move, have a plan. Don't just make a move just to say we made a move. That's what's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward. Next up is a text from Obi-Wan Raider in Spring, Texas. Matter of fact, it's two texts. He says, uh, Q, just effing garbage-ass effort on defense and ball security. I'm not pissed about the interception to Waller. That's just a great defensive play. But that one Richard gave up really pissed me off, almost as much as that damn lack of any sense of defense. There's the season, Raider Nation. Sad, sad, shame, shame. And then he said, it's all on Gruden. Should have fired Gunther a long-ass time ago, so the defensive woes are on him for keeping Gunther around. We lost by 20-plus at home. Way to protect your house, men. Uh, well, that's from uh, Obi-Wan Raider in Spring, Texas. And, well, they, they fired Gunther, so I guess John Gruden realized that he kept him around too long. And, uh, again, I, I kind of think that if they had fired him last offseason, it really didn't give him a chance because I, I really don't think that they had any players there. But, you know, now that they at least went out there and did address it by getting Corey Littleton, by going and getting guys in the draft, by going and getting Nick Wachowski, you know, they spent money and draft capital, and the defense still isn't any better. Matter of fact, probably took a step back. So uh, it was definitely very justified. I didn't think it was going to happen at this point of the season, but very uh, justified for uh, for them to move on from Paul Gunther. Next up is a call from Bacon Man in the A13. He's calling to bring up the must-wins again thing and why Vader Raider was right the whole time when he said that uh, about must-wins and – then he wants to vent about the defense of the, the Raiders. Here he is, Bacon Man in the 813. Yeah, this is Bacon Man from the 813. See, this is a reason why, you know, Buddy was on the other line. He was saying that it's a must win. See, we shouldn't even be in this situation. You know, every game is a must win until you have playoff position. And then you can say what's not, you know, a must game, you know, must win game, you know, but I, something got to be done with his defense, man. I'm just sick of it, man. You know, it was no adjustment at halftime. You know, you see Jonathan Taylor running all over the place, man. I mean, this this is really crazy. We got to do something, man. I don't know. We got to get rid of Gunther. I mean, I don't know, you know, but I don't have to be done. I'm out. All right, well, the Raiders did do something, and Bacon Man, thanks for the call. They did something. They fired Gunther. Now, again, you know, it sounds like I'm beating a dead horse, but what are they going to do now that they fire Gunther? What is Rod Marinelli going to do with the last three games? Can he get things turned around enough to get this defense to play decent, or is it going to be more of the same? That's going to be the big question. And going back to the must-win, I, I know that, you know, we're going to go down this rabbit hole again, and I know some people feel one way and some people feel another way. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm not going to say that going back to all those weeks ago, those were must-win games. They just weren't. You can't say must-win each and every week. I mean, you lose your value. You water it down. You just you can't do that. Yeah, it would be nice to go into the game with the mentality that you want to win every game. I get that, but you're not going to. Most likely, you're not going 16-0 in the season. It just doesn't happen. 
So, yeah, of course, they go into the, the game wanting to win every game, but every game is not a must win. That's just you're putting way too much on it, and I get it, man. I get it as fans. You know, we want everything. We want it all, but it's just not realistic. So uh, hopefully you understand that, but um, the, the Raiders had everything they wanted right in front of them. All they had to do was go beat the Colts uh, and, and just keep winning. That's all they had to do. I mean, sense of urgency. The playoffs are right there. They knew what they had to do. They just didn't get it done. They lost to the Colts. Now they have the Chargers on a short week. Then they got the Dolphins and they got the Broncos. Can they go 3-0? and If they do, they're still mathematically in it. They just, they're going to need some help. So we'll see. Anyway, thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Next up is a text from Las Vegas Raider. He said he's the original Las Vegas Raider. Says the original Las Vegas Raider here. Defense broke my heart. Haven't been this sad in a cold minute. Maybe we got some help or maybe we get some help from other teams and squeeze into the playoff picture, but more than likely we'll just be looking forward to next year. I really hope I don't see anything drafted for the offense other than maybe offensive line replacements for some of the boys. It better be defense, defense, defense. If we had any kind of defense, we make the playoffs easy. If we have a top 10 defense, we make a deep run. Top five defense, maybe even a Super Bowl appearance. But whatever, homie. Much love. Keep up the great work. Again, that's from Las Vegas Raider, the original. Thank you so much for that text. And, uh, yeah, they got to continue to uh, upgrade the defense. They have to upgrade the talent, man. The talent is just not there as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Can the scheme be better? Yes. Can you do uh, something with, with the guys that you have? Absolutely. But as far as just difference makers, the Raiders don't have one right now. They don't have any right now. So, we, uh, we have to see what they'll do as far as, you know, drafting a guy or maybe going into free agency and trying to get another dude. But, again, uh, it's just a wait-and-see process. So uh, thank you so much for that. Final call of the show comes from Army Raider. He's calling in to talk about the game against the Colts and how the Raiders will never win with Gruden at the helm. And here's his reasons why. Here he is, Army Raider. Hey, Q. It's your boy, Army Raider. Just finished watching the Raiders flush their playoff chances down the toilet. The must-win game against a team that's, right in front of him in that playoff picture. Um, and it made me think of a call I said this off season to you where I don't think the Raiders are going to win a thing as long as John Gruden's there. The old school style of football, it just don't work no more. Hell, even at the college level, teams that made their money off it, like in Alabama, won national championships, has switched it up. Georgia, the same thing. The other thing that's wrong with Gruden is He's too loyal to his to his good old boys, his buddies. You know, he, he refused to fire Paul Gunther after last season's atrociousness and then all the media and everything defending him. He just needs his guys. He needs more help. Well, the Raiders did nothing but get him help this offseason, and I think we all see the result of how terrible this defense is. Can't cover nobody or get pressure. It's a losing, it's a, a losing recipe. And when you spend all that money in the off season to get better and your best defense player is Nicholas Morrow, you got you got some issues. Anyways, I don't I don't think this is getting better till they move on from Gruden. Yeah, as always, go Raiders. I'll watch the rest of the season. But for all of Derek Carr's it's not the same as last year. It sure as hell looks the same as last year. Sorry, Raider. Out. Well, Army Raider, I guess he's not loyal to his guys, as you said, because uh, he definitely fired Paul Gunther. Now, a lot of Raider Nation is going to say it's too late. Uh, I don't think that firing him after last season would have been made any sense because, really, they had no players in. Think about all the, the players that they brought in by way of uh, you know free agency and the draft just to try to address the defense, and it still isn't any better. But think, I mean, they were really they were really talent deficient last year, so I don't think that that would make any sense. They brought in more players. They gave him a chance to get the thing turned around, and then they got embarrassed 
in a game that they really needed to have to have an opportunity to make the playoffs. And now they're just trying to, like John Gruden said in segment number one, just trying to find a way to win their eighth game. So I, I don't really think that, you know, uh, you know, firing them last year would have made sense, but it makes sense now. Again, who are you going to have to bring in when, when the offseason comes up? Who are you going to get to to man that defense, and how are they going to improve it is my question. But that's still, I guess, remain to be seen. Thank you so much, though. I do want to salute to you. Uh, thank you for all that you've done, you and yours. Uh, you've done and, and will continue to do for us. I definitely appreciate that. And uh, that's all I got time for on today's show. Locked on Raiders podcast. Really kind of uh, crazy, man. It's, uh, things happen while the show's being recorded. You know what I mean? You just never know. So uh, I definitely appreciate you bearing with me and uh, being able to get that news in about Paul Gunther. And, and uh, yeah, like I said, news comes through quick, fast, in a hurry. Got a lot of calls that I'll get to on tomorrow's show. Uh, Jazzy Jeff from the Bay, Raider Mike and HB, Brother Marquise in 305, 901 Raider in Memphis. Uh, all you guys will be up on tomorrow's show. We'll have more conversation, obviously, about Paul Gunther. John Gruden will meet with the media later on today, and so that'll be a good thing. Uh, he'll explain his reasoning, why he uh, had to move on from Paul Gunther and what the plan is moving forward. It's a short week. The Raiders play on Thursday against the Chargers, so they're going to have to get over this one quickly, flush it, and prepare for another game because, well, they got to win this one. they got to win the next three for sure just to have a chance. So that's all i got for you today. Uh, make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you uh, you know wash your hands, wear your mask, take care of your family, love on your family, and most importantly, Raider Nation, as always, just win, baby.